Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host, Harriet Cole, and I think we had a little bump this morning. We were live, and I didn't know we were live, but that's kind of how it goes sometimes. We are back. I figured it out, and we're back together. Uh, it's great to be with you. Today is an amazing day on the East Coast, and it is snowing. It started snowing last night. It's beautiful outside, but it's also the, the promise of a lot more snow, which we know is beautiful, but also so much snow that there's a question as to how people are gonna manage. So we were already quarantined, most of us, many of us, and now there's the extra uh, task of being quarantined because the government has asked for people to stay inside so that only essential workers can get to their jobs if they can even possibly get there. And um, that we just keep the streets clear and available for emergencies or as only for essential movement. So we, we've already been inside. For those of you who may be like me, who've been working inside, what, for like 10 months now? It's only occasionally that we have gone out. We've been trying to follow the directions to ensure that we stay safe and healthy and that others around us stay safe and healthy. So this is just an extra reminder, stay inside. We can look out the window and see how beautiful it is. So welcome to all of you. Thank you for joining. For those of you who got bumped off because the broadcast ended and now we're back, welcome back. Welcome to everyone, wherever you are. I know that we have the blessing of reaching people in different parts of the country and even in different parts of the world, both for the live broadcast of Dream Leapers Inspiration and also when it is available on demand. And so I thank you. I thank each and every one of you for being a part of the family, being a part of the community, choosing to engage in this way to know that it is a value to be inspired. And in order to do so, you have to choose with whom you're gonna be inspired so that the inspiration is in alignment with what you believe and what you think is important for how you wanna live your life. And so today is an interesting day for me because it is a day of beginning and also it is a day uh, that represents transition. And what I know is that very often in things that are happening to me are happening to other folks as well. And so I thought I would bring this notion of the importance of endings to all of us, as of course, with endings, there are also beginnings. And so what I have said for many, many years that I think endings are even more important than beginnings. Now, that's probably a curious statement for some of you. What does that mean? We, we know that at beginnings of things, people spend a lot of time preparing for whatever a beginning is, right? We think about uh, if it's a job interview, you show up, you look your best, you polish your resume, you practice what you want to talk about 
so that you can be impressive when you talk to whoever it is who's interviewing you. You, when you go on a first date, you want to make sure you look good, you smell good, you got your talking points, you have things you want to talk about so that you will be as interesting as possible. Uh, first impressions matter and they matter a whole lot. So I am taking nothing at all away from the value of first impressions, the value of showing up at your absolute best. And I had the amazing experience over the past week, little more than a week, of interviewing many amazing people to step into the role of supporting me in my business because my assistant who worked with me in the heart of COVID up until right now uh, was making a transition into another opportunity for her. And so I actually reached out to a lot of you, to people on Facebook and met some amazing people. I have to tell you, every single person who whom I interviewed was dynamic in some way that really impressed me and filled my spirit. And not one interview um, wasn't worth it because I learned from each person. And it, it, it truly was inspiring, refreshing to talk to all of you who were part of that experience. And I see some of you who are connected to us right now were part of that experience. I walk away from that interviewing process more whole, more full, because of being able to engage in meaningful conversation with all of you. And I know that each person who met with me put on his or her best everything to be impressive and, and you all were. And I appreciate that. I can't even tell you how much that it, nothing felt like a waste of time. Everything felt meaningful. And so beginnings, showing up for an interview, showing up to present yourself in a way that you would say is your best. Of course, that's important. And, and I value it. And, and it was not easy for me to make a selection because everybody was good. I kid you not. Uh, and I did make a selection and already my new assistant is showing up and, and, and doing her best to be there for me in all the ways that I need. And today is not even focused on that. Today is focused on endings. And I say endings are even more important than beginnings, even as I just pointed out how important beginnings, uh, beginnings are for me, the start of something is fresh and new and, and filled with potential and possibility. But endings, let's think about endings for a second. How do you behave when something is over? Ask yourself that. What do you do when you believe that it's the end of a relationship? It could be the end of a love relationship. You're done. It was something occurred or you just feel like, it's finished and you've had enough, how do you behave? 
how do you behave when you have been in a meeting and it's time for the meeting to end? Do you get up and walk away? Do you rush off of a Zoom call because you've had enough of it? You're like, okay, okay, bye. And you click off, are you the first to click off? When you were in face-to-face -face meetings, and some of you may be in face-to-face -face meetings now, um, do you stop paying attention when you're at the end of a meeting? Or do you stay engaged and leaning in up until the very end? What do you do? When it's the end of a job, you know, you're about to go. You're about to go somewhere else and do something different. How do you engage? How do you interact? Do you trip up and not pay as close of attention to the responsibilities that you know are still yours until you walk away from that job? Do you feel like, eh, it doesn't matter now, it's over, I'm moving on? I mean, think about the end of the presidential administration. Now, in this case, uh, when there was a reelection and the president was not reelected. And that happens occasionally throughout history. And then you're what they call a lame duck. What do you do? We saw what happened with this current administration, not as much as we would have liked. And I want to say that on both sides, that there just wasn't as much engagement with the American people as many people might have wanted. Uh, whether it's lame duck or not, when people are making the transition out of office, what do you do? Do you stay until the very end doing your best, making sure that the transition is smooth for the next person? Or you just, do you just shrug your shoulders and say, I'm out, I'm out, I'm done. What do you do at the point of endings? I think of families that break up, which is so very sad, but especially if it's husband, wife, or you know spouses, whatever the um, gender, and children, and when there are children involved, you literally can't just walk away forever. There, there's a lot more to be done. When couples break up and their children are involved, how do you handle it? Do you handle it in a way that your children feel safe, feel that they're going to continue to have the support that they need and deserve? Or are you bitter and you take it out on each other and then the children feel guilty. You know, there's lots and lots of things that are part of the ending process that can either work well or work in such a detrimental fashion that you create what I some, sometimes call roadkill. You know, you knock them out and, and knock them to the side of the road and the spirits hurt and many spirits hurt sometimes physically hurt. So endings are important. And at the end, why I say they're more important than beginnings is just about everyone shows up at the beginning of an experience bringing their best self. Just about everybody. Think of it. Job interview, first day at work, first date. Uh, first time at a meeting, first time joining a club, first beginnings, people show up, they think about it. It's a conscious decision. I am going to be my best. I'm bringing my A game. Even 
when they make mistakes. And in the beginning, we often make mistakes, right? But even in the beginning, when and if you make mistakes, your intentions are high. Are your intentions high at those endpoints? Do you think about your reputation and whether it matters if you are showing up at the end in a way that will support whatever comes next for you and for whatever you're leaving? I know that many of us do not do that. I know that many people just brush it off. This is over, I'm done. That's when the attitude steps in. That's when the shortness steps in. That's when, you know, that to-do list that I so believe in doesn't get uh, finished. And if you used to finish 80%, maybe now you're down to 50 or 40%. Does any of this ring true for you? Endings, how do you manage endings? And depending upon how you manage endings, I want you all to know it sticks with you. You can't just close the door, even if you slam the door and think it's gone forever. Everything that happens in your life is part of your life. It becomes part of your past, but sometimes, as they say, your past can catch up with you. Therefore, endings, in my view, are more important than beginnings because you have to make a conscious decision as to how you are going to engage, right? You have to decide how am I going to be at this transition moment in my life? Now, why did I think of this? I want to tell you that this came to me as this weekend. So back, I'm going to go back to my story of the transition from my office. I had been, let's go back to beginning of 2020 and even in 2019. For a period of time, a long period of time, I was working independently for the most part with people here and there freelancing, helping me do things, which I'm busy, so it was very difficult, but that's what I was doing. By mid-2020, I realized I couldn't possibly do all of the work that, pardon me, that I'm doing on my own. I needed help. That's when I hired, I put it, put it out into the universe that I needed help. I hired someone who actually didn't work out at all. Even though she was capable, it didn't work. And then... I hired a lovely young woman who was with me from July up until this transition point. And as I was going through the process of finding someone new, it was rapid fire. A, I was really busy. B, in the midst of this busy, busy schedule, I was interviewing people and trying to keep everything together. Well, what I want to tell you, and I, I'm going to name her because she's worth naming, my assistant, Deja. Deja went above and beyond her job responsibilities, her job description, to ensure that everything was put in order so that I would be taken care of. 
she helped organize all the interviews. She made sure all the other work was being done in a timely manner. Her last day was Friday. She and I were texting at like 11 o'clock Sunday night after her last day was Friday to ensure that everything was set in motion so that the transition would be smooth. I hired a lovely young woman to uh, replace her. They spent the day working together on Friday to ensure that she could take in all that she possibly could in order to learn how to manage this role efficiently. And while I did ask for that to happen, again, how did it happen? It happened with so much grace, with so much good intention, with such a great attitude. You can't make people have a good attitude. It is important to me that whoever I work with has a good attitude, but you can't make people have that. And often at the end of things, people get grouchy, they get irritable, they get impatient. That did not happen. And I'm so grateful. And it made me think about other ending points over the many years that I've been in business. I've been independent since 1995, a long time. And I've had many, many people work with me over the years, from interns to office managers, administrative assistants, executive assistants, um, project managers, all kinds of things. Many, many, many people. And for the most part, the endings have been gracious and lovely, and many of those people become part of the family, and we have remained connected. Uh, I, some of them are connected to us right now uh, watching this broadcast. So I feel blessed. I feel really fortunate that I have lived in a stream of positive endings for a long time. What Deja did in this transition is something that I will always be grateful for because she made it as easy and comfortable for me and all of my clients and all of the people and lives that I touch. And I'm grateful. Endings are more important than beginnings. Think about it. And I want you to think about yourself in whatever role you have, whether you are a boss, whether you are an employee, whether you are both, whether you are uh, a parent and there are lots of beginnings and endings with children throughout life. How do you handle endings? I want you to think about it very, very seriously. How do you handle the endings in your life? Do you contemplate them before they happen? Do you consider what impact they may have on the immediate moment and all of the people who may ripple out who could be part of that moment. Do you think about that? And do you think about what impact there could be long-term on the way that you approach an ending? I want you to do that. It, it's such a valuable exercise. And what the things that I've seen people do, and I have done myself, that are not good, regarding endings, especially if you're ending a relationship that's not outside of work, a love relationship, a friend relationship, and you are upset, you're mad, you, you believe 
that the person on the other side of that relationship did you wrong in some way. Your feelings are hurt, you're, you're hot, you're angry, you're sad. How do you react in those moments? How do you behave in those moments? Think about it. Do you lash out? Do you say hurtful things? Have you ever done that? Have you ever been at the end of a relationship where you feel that you were wronged in some way and your reaction was to lash out hard? I have. And there's one relationship in particular, and I'm not going to mention what it is because I don't want to possibly dredge it up for the other person. But long ago, there was a relationship that I was in where I was unkind at the end. I would say mean, and I know that it was damaging to that person's heart. I don't feel good about that now. And I remember those memories don't, don't just vanish. Honestly, the, the things that we do that are wrong, that are hurtful to people are almost usually the ones that we remember even more than the good stuff because we did wrong and wrong doesn't just get erased away. It remains there's something we did wrong. If I could take back the way that I treated that person, I would because it is never worth it to hurt somebody's heart. Certainly not when you could have done better. So when friendships, relationships end, sometimes just the fact that it ends is going to hurt somebody's heart. If you're the one walking away and it's not mutual, then usually that other person's heart is going to be hurt. But how can you ease the pain? How can you make it so that you walk away and don't say things that can be so incredibly harmful that the person can't recover. Think about it. When you know somebody well, you know what those buttons are that you can push. You know what the person's fra fragile areas are, what that person's frailties are, what that person's weaknesses are, what that person's insecurities are. If you go in and say things and do things and expose those insecurities and, and fragilities, you might be bludgeoning a wound that's already there. You might be opening a wound that had a very delicate scab on it. You might be damaging that person spiritually, psychically, in a way that the person can't recover. Do you want that on your heart? Not me. And I've done it, so I know how bad it is, and I know that it, 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 people can recover. Sometimes it takes years for people to recover from our meanness and lack of, lack of ownership of our power in fragile moments. So I'm saying to you, for your own good, don't do it. When you're feeling hot, when you're feeling emotional, don't say anything. Don't write something and send it in an email or a text. Don't shoot off a letter and put it in the mail. 
Don't pick up the phone and call. Don't leave a voicemail screaming somebody out. Don't call cursing somebody because of something that you're upset about. Don't. Take those three cleansing breaths. Be still. What do I say? Wrestle that finger back around to yourself and ask yourself, what is your level of ownership in this moment? Why are you here? What did you do to get yourself here? What can be your responsibility? What is your responsibility in this moment? And how can you move past it where you forgive yourself? You forgive the other person. You offer the heat back into the fire and let it burn out in, in a safe fire. Don't make it like those fires in California that spread and spread and spread until they're out of control. Don't do that. If it needs to burn, let it burn. But let it burn safely in the cauldron of the spirit. And then it goes up and out up and out because it it decimates it doesn't spread can you do that do you see the value in even wanting to do that i i want you to think about this very very seriously because the endings that we often create are like that they're like wildfires that we can't put out they spread even after we feel we closed the door and moved on. They're reputational. If you don't show up and fulfill responsibilities and create a comfortable path after you're walking away from something into something else, it doesn't just go away. Your reputation is affected. If you don't live up to your own standards at the end of something, relationship, work, experience. If you don't live up to your best self, those who were there who witnessed that ending do not see your best self. They see that self. They see who you showed them. You don't get a pass usually for misbehaving. So this is serious. This is not light. How you show up at the end is more important than how you show up in the beginning. Not meaning that you should be lax in the beginning because you're not going to anyway. People always bring their best self to the beginning. I'm saying bring your best self to the end. And and, and I want to say to you, I have another, you know, I like, I think storytelling is helpful because it helps you to see, you know, as I'm pointing the finger at you and asking you to think about your own life, if I share things about mine or about other people, it may help you to see a window into yourself. So here's another scenario that's from me. I had a client uh, for a number of years who was difficult to say the least. A wonderful project incredibly challenging to work with the leader of this project because I felt like I was always being judged and always being diminished, always 
like the the relationship between the leader of this project and not just me but other people but I'll speak about me was I felt like the leader always was looking for what you did wrong always looking to catch you in a mistake always looking to uh, find fault and I consider myself a strong person but I it's difficult for me to be in a situation like that now I chose to work on this project. I chose, and this is important because remember I say, you have to point the finger at yourself to ask yourself, what is your role in this? I chose to work on this project, even as it was eating away at my spirit. And I would talk to my husband when I was fussing and complaining and not happy. And he would say, well, you have to leave. He's like, at this point, it's on you. It's on you, Harriet. It's not on them. This is on you. You, nobody's forcing you to do this. You're doing it because you choose to do it. And then I would say, well, you know, I, I love this project. Plus, you know, we need the money. I, I can't walk away from a consistent project like this. And he was like, why not? Don't you know that you have to have faith that if you walk away from this, something else great is going to come along. Have you ever had that, those thoughts? And by the way, sometimes, especially in this economy, you go, should I do that? Should I walk away from something that's sure when I into the uncertain? And I'm not saying that you should always do that, by the way. So that is not the advice I'm giving. In this case, it was eating at my spirit. And I wasn't able to figure out how to separate my spirit from the engagement. And so it, it, it was unhealthy. And still, I did it for a long time. And I, in part, because I had to figure out how to end it in a way that could be positive. Because when I was hot, I was angry, I was frustrated, I was a little bit broken because I kept getting jabbed in ways that made me doubt myself. And I knew if I reacted, if I walked when I was feeling like that, it would be bad. First of all, because I, was sh I would be showing my vulnerabilities and you know, turning on my heels and walking away and, and probably saying, and I'm walking away because this is what you did and I don't appreciate this and on and on and on. And what would that have done? That would have shown me at a weak point. It would have ensured that that person would not have given me a recommendation because basically I've chewed the person out and called that person on that person's behavior. So the cycle of negativity would have definitely proven to be bad for me and for the future. So I didn't do that. I waited until I could get right on the inside and be able to express my gratitude for the opportunity to do the work. And also what I did was I looked for another project. I did not just walk away. I looked for another project that would replace it and I found one. And then I was able to say, I'm unable to work on this now because I have this other project.
And so it wasn't simply walking away, which by the way, sometimes I think we have to do. But in my case, I was able to find something else. I was able to make it a smooth transition. I was able to say thank you for the things that I gained from the project. And I had meditated and, and, and prayed enough to be able to let go of the fire. And what happened was I actually then was able to adjust my relationship internally to this person. And so if an opportunity were to arise again where we might work together, it might be okay. Because I grew inside, I grew stronger. This happened over time. This happened with conscious intention on my part to figure out a way to end the relationship in a positive manner. It took a long time for me to figure it out. I mean, like months, maybe longer. And I think it was worth it because the door was not shut by me or the other person. The door was gently closed. So I hope that these examples are helping you to see endings matter. Endings are more important than beginnings because it takes more effort to end things well, to end things in the most affirmative way that you can, to end things so that your spirit is uplifted as well as those with whom the ending is occurring. It is worth it to take the time to design an ending that leaves an open heart to your universe and that around you. I promise you, it is worth it for you to take the time to do that. And so I didn't look for another, somebody else's quote. This is my quote. Endings are more important than beginnings. I know it. I believe it from the cellular level. I have experienced it both ways. I've experienced it when I have handled an ending really beautifully, artfully, and everybody's okay. I've experienced it in the opposite way when I created roadkill. I broke somebody's heart. I don't ever want to do that again. And I recommend to you that you not do it. Instead, take the time, do those three cleansing breaths, meditate, ask your heart and soul how you can walk away from a situation, whatever it might be, so that everybody's spirit is intact. And better still, even when it's positive, like the ending with my assistant Deja, who just left me on Friday, but, didn't, but who didn't leave because she's still offering her love and support and blessings to ensure that this transition is great. When you end in care for the person with whom you had a relationship, the care continues. It is heartwarming. It feels great. It makes you feel not alone. It makes the other one feel not alone. It's, it, it's when the sun shines in your heart. And that creates energy and creates possibility that you may not even know 
what can happen next. I have had this experience over all these years that I've been in business. There's so many people who've been part of my work world, who remain part of my world, who are there to support at a moment's notice. And I hope that they understand that I am there in that same way too. This is because we've created sweet endings that are really more like pauses. We end a particular relationship, but not the entire relationship. Endings are more important than beginnings. Handle them well, and you really are planting seeds for the next great relationship. So I thank you all so much for being with me, for sharing in this Dreamly Presents Inspiration, for communing with me and with each other. It matters. It matters so much to me to be with you. I feel your loving support. I see many people who have been writing in the chat box. Thank you for engaging. I really, really appreciate that. Remember, you can also go to the Dreamly Presents Inspiration group on Facebook. If you want to talk about an ending, you want to share something about an ending that you've made that's made a difference? You can write it here or you can go into the Dream Leapers Inspiration Facebook group and also let your friends know that this broadcast, Dream Leapers Inspiration, is also a podcast now. So it will be posted and you can share with your friends to look on whatever platform they like to see podcasts. It's there. Thank you for being with me. Thank you so very much. And as I always say, have a great day and make it count. Namaste.